Come and see me for us. Come and see me for us. You don't ever come to me. You don't ever come to me. Live from UNLV, we are KUNV Las Vegas. Top to top, we top to top. From the shots is called to the tomahawks, to the league boss. And the ones who lost, give it to me once. I don't drop the ball to the home runs that was out the park. Kershaw when I'm pitching off. Kobe the Howard, he looking soft. LA Rams in the city, y'all. Got special guests, got breaking news. Come top to top with Chatterbox. We got it all with Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is. 12 o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, so you know what time it is. It's time for Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2 KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, Relly, ASAP Relly, Relly Graham. Did I just say everything? Rebel Relly, if you got me on Twitter, my life matters. Yeah, man. And to my left. Where we at, man? It's like two months straight almost, right? Yeah, man, back at it again. Of course, if you know that voice. You know what time it is. That is the voice of Florida, man. <laughs> you hear the you hear the laugh starting already, oh, man. man. We're in here shooting it back and forth, and we're having a whole lot of fun already. We're a minute and thirty seconds into the show, but to my left, I have Scarlet and Gray, free press writer, free press extraordinaire, Mister Florida man, Salim Black is in the up. building. Hey, what's up, everybody? What's going down, sir? You know, I, I like Vegas, bro. I, I really do. <laughs> And after growing up in, in South Florida, you know, all my life. Shout out. You'd think I'd be, like, you know, accustomed <laughs> to the heat and stuff. But, dude, like, I don't know if I can do many more Vegas summers. You know what's funny? I, I thought for the longest, like, for my first, this is what, my third year out here? I think it's my third year. Um, The first one, I was like, I moved out here July, July 27th. So I was like, oh, okay, it's kind of the end of it. Yeah. I'm still kind of catching it. September was kind of wild for me. I was like, oh, this is like an everyday thing. And then the following year, I was like, nah, I'm pretty solid now. I kind of got it under wraps. This year, bro. Dude, it's. And we're not even peak yet. Who says? Dude, mid-July? Bro, I, around, tep- around typically summer league time. Those are the times that, oh my gosh, bro. I'm not gonna put no player under the I'm not gonna throw no player under the bus right now. But I remember one NBA player, a cup, I'm gonna say two. In front of the Thomas and Mac, I don't know whether they were going outside to get somebody. Yeah. It wasn't players that were playing during summer league, but they don't know whether they were going out to get somebody, or whether they were running out for food, or whether they had just got there, or whatever the case may be. Right. But you see full blown athletes walking one way, let's say, let's say a half mile. Yeah. And then they realize, oh no, I got to go the opposite way. And these people who literally perform a sport for a living non-stop, i've seen a lot of them be cardio like, i've seen a couple of them be like you know what i'm gonna keep walking this way nah, and whatever i run into is what i run into because i'm not turning around i'm not going back out them doors i, I you know and you're from california too Shout so out. you got great weather yes man I, I i will admit we've been spoiled out in california um i posted something yesterday it said um tag the the area code shout out to dominique if you're listening shout out to dom uh text me this morning so i thought it was it was good that I, I give back the positive energy that was given to me so happy early birthday to you lady um so shout out to dom um to be honest man I, i've been spoiled 
by just where I've grown up, I'll, you, if anybody who kind of knows my story, they know I've moved around a lot. Lived in Gardena, lived in Compton, lived in, in um, Long Beach before. Uh, of course, when, when I posted that post about... It was on Facebook, and I think it said, what are the area code or the zip codes that uh, that raised you? And I was like, well, I have two. I have two simply because, of course, I've said it on the show before, and Daryl always says that Slauson and Crenshaw is my neck of the woods. I'll back off at for a second, and I'll say that that's my great-grandma's neck of the woods. Is your great-grandma still alive? She is. She is. Oh, that's crazy. Shout out to Bessie. Shout out to my yeah, granny. Man. I absolutely love you. That's a blessing. Shout out to Nana. I absolutely love you as well. Shout out to Helen. I love you guys. Um, but yeah, man, both of them, that was that's that's their neck of the woods. So my dad grew up on Slauson and Crenshaw. And then it just so happened that that's where my granny and my great-grandma live. So I, I've been there essentially all of my life. So I put 90043 mm. and I put uh, 90302 which right. is my Inglewood zip code, which is where I did all my high school years. So that's in Inglewood, that's where I ran the street the most. That's where I was outside the most. So um, I, I appreciate those two zip codes for essentially making me who I am. That's why you guys will hear me reference NIP a lot. You guys will hear me re reference California lifestyle. And I'll say Lo Los Angeles specifically, just the Los Angeles lifestyle. You guys will hear me reference that quickly and um, I guess often. But you, man, you're a Florida man. You know, one of the Hollywood. things I will say... In reference to Vegas weather, mm -hmm. in Florida, there's nothing. You could go under shade. There's <laughs> nothing you could do because it's 90% humidity in the oh summer. Oh, my gosh. Bro. So there's nothing you could do. At least here, you, you can get under shade, and it'll be like 10, 15 degrees colder. <laughs> but, dude, at the end of the day, man, I don't know how much longer I could do it. Have you ever been to Texas? Unfortunately, yeah, I did drive through it uh, a couple times. So, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Actually, I liked. I really liked Dallas. I stayed there for like a day. Really? Uh, yeah, I and really liked it. Shout out to Dallas, um, because I went the two times that I've been, I've, I was a kid, I was a kid both times, and I've always been like Dallas is an old person town. And now that I've been here, there are certain people that's like, nah, uh, dude, you were just a kid. No, you know what it is, because when I moved here, um, in early 2018, you did. I drove from South Florida to Vegas, mm. so I passed through Texas. And when people say everything, like, yeah, Texas is gigantic, man. It took me like 12 hours just to get out of Texas. I was just about to say, okay, and if my dad is listening to this, I know my dad is cracking up right it now. It took me 12 hours to get out of Texas. <laughs> Absolutely, bro. I think my dad, and we're going to get into this little whack conversation. I'm going to get into it for a split second. It's still open, so I'm not going to go too, too deep into it. But my dad was pulled over three times leaving Texas. <sighs> and I think the third time he said, like, oh, we're leaving Texas, did it today. And the cop laughed and was like, son, you're still in Texas. <laughs> My dad was like, how dude, big is this damn state? Dude, it's one of the cool things I did like about passing through Texas. Because mm -hmm. I drove like all day and night. Like I didn't. Yeah. Like I would stop at motels here and there. I stopped at this one in Albuquerque. It was tight. Albuquerque is, is underrated. Motel 6. Best Mexican food I've ever had in my life. Albuquerque is so underrated for a couple dude. of reasons. Oh, man. It's <laughs> awesome out there. Shout out to Breaking Bad and Walter White. <laughs> All right, man. But, I'm not doing this. But, <laughs> no, man. I stopped in Dallas for a night, and this was like in January. I couldn't afford a motel hotel for that night. Right. <laughs> so what happened was I had to sleep in my car, but it was cool, man. Like I was walking around downtown Dallas just to like, you know, get some coffee and right. all that stuff. It was cool, man. 
I'll be honest with you, man. Um, you you kind of touched on it. We're spoiled back in California, no doubt. Um, but Vegas Vegas heat is just different. But I said we'll bring up this wax story real quick because, um, I try not to speak too many things into uh into the universe. I try not to put certain energies out. Um, it has been heavy on my mind since Juneteenth. Um, I know if you guys are waiting for that Juneteenth audio, um, I will be uploading the Juneteenth audio that I have the full, what is that? 12 hours plus the wrap up show. Um, I will be getting those up onto the talk that talk, uh, SoundCloud, which is talk that talk radio show. If you guys want to follow that talk, that talk radio show on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. Um, so if you want to go follow that SoundCloud page, our Juneteenth episode will be up there. Um, and if nothing else, I'm just going to make sure that it lives on our channel because we we don't yeah, need to lose that and that's, that's definitely not something i'm willing to lose so did you did you get the whole day recorded or i did so i got the whole day recorded um i, I guess we were waiting for an editing process but we're already over a week after juneteenth and I, as i've kind of let them know before it, 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 this business more than anybody needs to understand deadlines Pace. exactly yeah, the the timeliness so my my the episode from last week on the 21st our radio show isn't up yet because I'm gonna put the Juneteenth up first. Right. So now we're recording a second radio show. So it will it will all be up this week. Oh man, I'm I'm excited to listen because like I like I said I could only get there uh, at night on Juneteenth, but it, I'm excited to I'm excited to listen. It's much sure. appreciated. Trust me. I mean, it, 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 people were asking about you a little bit. People that that have, that have done the, the talk that talk radio show. People that have heard me speak about you. People that have, that have heard the podcast. They, yeah. So they kind of know what you bring. So. Um, next year, next year for sure. We'll definitely do it big. We'll do it. We'll do it again. If you guys are just tuning in, you guys are in the first 10 minutes of Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2 KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson in studio with Scarlet and Gray Free Press writer Salim Dweck. We just went over some, um, some weather and I'm in the middle of this short story now, but I, I, I kind of held it. I kind of kept it under wraps. This city is small, man. The city is really small. You know what? I noticed that. It's extremely small. My brother and his wife, they've lived out here for a long time. Mm -hmm. So my brother's wife, my sister-in-law, she was telling me, she's like, even though there's like, I guess in Vegas proper, like 700 something thousand people. Right. She's like, it feels like a small town sometimes. Like I see the same <sighs> sure. people at the grocery store. like All the time. Yeah. It, it's not, um, which is kind of cool though. Like it has a lot of people, but you still have like, like a mid-sized to small-sized city feel which is why when you asked me a couple of weeks ago i think did i when i told you i wanted to go to a college where i got a college town feel and you were like did you get it here and oh. i was like yeah i actually did believe oh. it or not um and i think part of that is because of kind of what you just kind of alluded to but speaking of how small this city is i'm driving down the street and We've already referenced where I, where where my hometown is and things of that nature, places I've grown up. So I know a setup when I see one. Mm. And I'm driving down the street and I see two, and it's a one-way. And I'm right outside of the school, as a matter of fact. I'm right near the school. And I see two motorcycle cops over to the right. And I see two, mo two motorcycle cops over to the left. And they got four cars pulled over. So I said, oh, this is a checkpoint. Okay, well, cool. I'm, I'm, I've said this before. What, what episode was that? Uh, 99 Nikita, episode 19 of the ODP. I have nothing to hide. 
yeah. I know you may look at me and assume, oh, he has to have something. Nah, I don't. Squeaky. Wipe my hands with it. I promise you I'm squeaky. So that's cool. So I drove by. And this is what's interesting. As I'm driving down the street, I see a fifth motorcycle cop pulling out of a side street. Mm. When he pulls out of the side street, I see his, I see his lights are still on. Was this during the day? No, it's at night. So I see his lights are still on. So I'm like, he just got through pulling somebody over. So he's he's driving or whatever, and he's he's driving or whatever, and I'm driving down the street. And as I get to him, I think I'm going about 30 miles per hour as I get to him. I get over to the right. Now, meanwhile, if it's a one way and I get over to the right, we all have to go right. So we're, it's, at, it's at a red light now. I'm all the way over to the right. And when I pass the, um, what's it called, the side street, the cop gets behind me. So I see his lights are still on. Now, granted, when I first look down the hill, I see cop car. I see cop lights. So you've been in the car with me. You know what I do. I cut my music down. Yeah. Let's see how this go. I cut my music down and I start calling somebody because, again, like I said before, it pings the closest tower. It also lets your whoever's on the other end know where you're at. What's, what's going, going on? Yeah, yeah. What's going on? So if anything ever happens, you ping the closest, the closest cellular tower. So that's why I always make a phone call. So my my phone is mounted on the dash. I call somebody or whatever. I'm in the right hand lane and I'm stopped. So because I'm unsure, because he's behind me with his lights on still, he never never does the little whoop whoop. Never does any sound. So I see him and I'm like, this is what we gonna do. So since I'm already in the right hand lane and I can't go anywhere, we're at a red light. I said I'm gonna put my car in park. Mm. So that way he knows, if nothing else, let me just let him go around me then. I put my car in park. He pulls up on the side of me. I let my window down. And this man literally begins to yell into my car. Didn't you see I pulled you over? Da -da 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 -da. I looked at him and said, what about this car right now? I'm all the way over to the right. We're at a red light and my car is parked. And you're close enough to yell into my window. What about me right now is telling you that I'm not stopped? Mm. Answer it, because I'll, I'll stop it. So tell me. And he was like, well, well, I, I'm not. And he's still going off. And meanwhile, my dad is on the phone. I look at him and was like, why are you yelling? Like I told him, you're close enough to literally be inside of my window. So why are you yelling? And the dude kind of laughed. And I told my dad, I always realize in those moments, my dad, my dad talked to me in hindsight afterwards, but he told me that I was actively talking back. And in my mind, I didn't, I didn't think I was. In my mind, like I told him, I'm asking honest questions. I'm asking questions that in his mind, I would like for him to ask himself. When I asked him why was he yelling and he responded by laughing, that let me know you didn't have an answer. You're just doing it. Just because they know they can. And get away with it. So I pull over. And just to show you what it's like to be black in in in, in Vegas, I, I show all my all my forms of ID. I'm like, you know, I got my California DMV paperwork. You know, we're I can't go back right now and get everything. So my California DMV paperwork, got my guard card, I got my review, my review journal badge, I got my US bank card with with my picture on it. I have credit cards. I got my social, what you need? I got my UNLV student ID, which were right outside of UNLV. I would much rather pull up on campus where there's cameras, like I told him. Of course, the pullover still happened across the street from campus. So if I truthfully wanted to call his superior, I could have. 
Was this on trap? Yes. Oh, okay. Which lets you know, like I told him, with the way that you're yelling through my window, I prefer to be inside of that parking garage, actually, where there's a bunch of cameras. Mattered none. But it's funny because when he came back to the car and he was still going off about whatever, he ended up telling me that he thought that anybody could have made, and this is literally what he told me, anybody could have made that RJ badge. I looked at him and laughed and was like, so did anybody make this guard car one too that came from the state of Nevada? Like, they're all the same person and they're all the same name. Go run it. Run all of it. You could run me in, di in different states. Run it. So <laughs> my dad said something and I laughed and he looked and all of a sudden his tone went back down. I FaceTimed somebody to make sure I had something in the car. She was like, yes, yeah, it's, it's wherever it is. I was like, all right, cool. And then all of a sudden when I'm scrolling through my phone looking for a picture, the cop is literally trying to put his head in my window. So as I'm scrolling on my phone through my pictures, I put my phone down and I looked at him. And he takes his head out of my window and he straightens back up. <laughs> and I just looked at him. He, he, he brings up ambulance for some reason. He was like, if an ambulance gets behind you with their lights on, what do you do? I said, you put on your hazards and you get over to the right and you move out of his way. He said, no, you go to the right and you get out of his way. I just looked at him and was like, hmm. In that moment, that's when I was like, you're, I, don't, I don't think you're very bright. Either no. you're not very bright or you don't listen. One of the two. Probably both. So when I guess that situation, when he said it and I, and I responded and he said what he said, I kind of looked back and was like, mm-hmm. I just kind of nodded my head. And from that point on, his partner handled me from that, from that point on. His partner was came over and was like, don't worry, man, we're going to get you out of here. I know you have everything. I know it's a lot going on. Da, 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 da. Yeah, your partner walking up screaming. That one, that is, that is, that's an issue. Because you're going to tell me that you caught me speeding, coming down a hill when you literally just pulled off a side street from, from, from pulling somebody over. Your lights were on before you got behind me. So how can you clock me for speeding? But it's, it's fine. But especially like I told my dad, given how that situation happened from jump, I told my dad he was waiting. He was then, waiting. You know, you tell certain people that and they, and they try to like, you know, always defend the cops. Oh, you must have been doing it. It's right. the worst form of gaslighting. Seriously. Seriously. They want you to believe what you're seeing with your eyes is not real. <laughs> it's like these videos when all the cops are killing people and, you know, brutalizing people. They want you to, like, you're seeing the video. They're like, well, what happened before? And then they show you what happened before. And it's like, well, you know, no, must, something else must have happened. It's like, it's the worst form of gaslighting. They're telling you not to believe what you're seeing with your own eyes. And it's, it's just such a weird thing. And like I said, I'm going to get off the topic because, I mean, it is what it is. I can't give too many more specifics. I know that that's a situation that happened from my point of view. Um, but at the end of the day, like I said, it's, it's one of those things where out here in Vegas, I, I've Ever since, how can I put it? Well, not even ever since, but there's there was there's there was a moment where I just felt like I'm trying to find trying to figure out what word I want to use. Like I just felt like there was a moment and there was a stretch where I was just like where I felt like that was gonna happen. 
I'll put it that way. Where I was just like, some I feel like a a a, a pullover might be happening soon. I just felt it. And it was one of those things where I didn't vocalize it because I didn't want it to happen. But once it happened, it I kind of went to the, those those two or three people that was next to me and was like, remember that thing I kept saying? Like, I felt like it was kind of hovering over me. That's what it was. I felt like every time I went out, it was just cops trailing me. It was just certain things. And I'm just sitting around like, what y'all looking for? So, again, it is what it is. I mean, it's nothing surprising. It shouldn't be, at least. Um, we do have sports to talk about today. Yeah, man. Which is a good thing. We got a lot of sports to talk about today. You guys are listening to 91.5 Rebel HD2 KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Chatterbox Emerson, and I am in studio currently with my guy, with my guy guy, Salim Dweck. And um, we just kind of broke down a little bit of the things that we were kind of just, I don't want to say going through, but just kind of what our week was like. Um, just to give you guys a quick little update on the ODP, we were supposed to shoot, which I got to stop doing this because... The person who does Caprice, she does um, our video. And she works during the week. Oh, okay. She does. So originally, I know last week I was like, Tuesday, let's let's do it. I get into my head sometimes and I'm like, let's react, let's do, let's do. And the dope thing about her is she's always down to, she's always down to shoot. Her whole thing is, if I could have everything ready by the time she gets off to the point to where she can get off, shower, and then meet us wherever we are or whatever the case may be. I love that about her. However, understanding that we shoot sometimes for three hours and then we the setup is an hour and then we got a takedown, which is 20 minutes. It, it can get lengthy. It can be a four or five hour experience, especially if we shoot somewhere different. So I wanted to kind of take that into consideration. So... You know my sleep pattern. My sleep pattern is terrible. Like I, I do what I want when I want. Yeah, you, you don't, you don't sleep a lot, huh? I, I don't, brother. Yeah. Like, and it's kind of weird, but and you, you got to get some sleep, bro. I don't think I know how, bro. You, dude, you got. I don't know what you got to take, but it's the most important thing, man. All right, so let me, so let me explain this story to you, then. And maybe it affects everything. It affects everything. That's a, see. I don't know how to feel about that because you already, you, you know how I get when I get tunnel vision. So, knowing that, I feel like if I got a good night's sleep, in addition to being tunnel vision, I feel like I would lock in, bro. Like, but I feel like it'll, it'll, I feel like I can lock in in an unhealthy way. Does it make sense? I've done it before. A man needs his seven hours to throw. But I get my seven. Oh, okay. Then, yeah. Some, right. uh, mo- mm, most of the time. Yeah. Very rarely do I get eight. So, let me yeah, tell you what yeah, happened I'm, last night. <laughs> same, same here. I don't get eight hours. Okay. So, maybe, maybe you're with me then. Because last night, we were supposed to shoot the pot. Right. So we were supposed to shoot the pot around nine or t- nine or ten, and the person hit me, and she was like, uh, "She said she wasn't at home at first. And that was like two, three in the afternoon. I was like, oh, "We're shooting later on. I'm fine." So she was like, "All right, cool." And then of course, she was out, and then she hit me later on, and she was like, "This this heat zapped me. Like I'm over here whooped." So I was like, "I completely understand that." So it got to a point to where we had <laughs> it was already a Hennessy bottle for the podcast. I saw that on Instagram. Absolutely. So <laughs> there was already a Hennessy bottle <laughs> for all of us in there. So we, we were going to have Hennessy for the pod. So I was like, all right, let me at least figure out if we're going to do this pod. I go to sleep around 7. No, I, I lied. Maybe close to 7. And I sleep for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. 
little little nighttime nap. A little quick one. A little quick yeah. one. And because I don't sleep, I don't take naps like that. So I ended up taking that nap. I wake up. And then I'm like, oh, well, we're not shooting the pod tonight. I'm seeing, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at it. So I guess we can kind of start pre-gaming it if I wanted to. So I started working, started pre-gaming. Long story a little less long, man. I don't think I went to sleep until 5 this morning. This is what happens when I take a 45-minute nap. Yeah, no, I don't. that's why I try to really avoid naps because I can't sleep. I really can't sleep at uh at night and now and now that's where i'm at because now i'm like oh we need to shoot the pod today and i don't think we're gonna do that either <laughs> i just think we need to we need to unwind for a little bit um when we come back we'll go ahead and do our typical wrap up of our first 25 minutes we'll give the tip in from my mom and then we'll go ahead and get started with the sports talk this is talk that talk on 91.5 rebel hd2 kunv las vegas the broadcast service of unlv i'm terrell chatterbox emerson that over my left shoulder, that guy is Salim Dweck, a.k.a. Florida Man. Stay tuned. KUNV Radio is proud to support Fogo de Chao Brazilian Steakhouse. Located at Flamingo and Paradise, Fogo de Chao is open for dine-in service during lunch and dinner seven days a week. Fogo de Chao can also deliver select butcher shop items and catering options. More information, including orders and reservations, available at 702-431-4500 or at Fogo, that's F-O-G-O, dot com. KUNV Radio is proud to support Fogo de Chao Brazilian Steakhouse. Located at Flamingo and Paradise, Fogo de Chao is open for dine-in service during lunch and dinner seven days a week. Fogo de Chao can also deliver select butcher shop items and catering options. More information, including orders and reservations, available at 702-431-4500 or at Fogo, that's F-O-G-O, dot com. I, this is I, Rankin T. And I, Sister Margo. Join us every Saturday from 1 until 4 on 91.5 The Source. For reggae happenings. Best of reggae music on KUNV Las Vegas. 91.5 The Source. Hi, this is Ed Weber, director of the Greenspun College of Urban Affairs, School of Environmental and Public Affairs. We offer students exciting educational opportunities, preparing them to be the new leaders and problem solvers for tomorrow's world. Come study with us as we prepare you for successful careers in environmental policy and management, government and nonprofit management, and policy and systems analysis. We promise insight, excellence, and leadership. More information is available at KUNV.org with a click on UNLV. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5. The Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I am your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with Salim Dweck from the Scarlet and Gray Free Press. What's going on, my guy? Oh, man. Can we talk about uh, some boxing? Yes, yes. We're going to talk into, or we're going to talk about a lot of uh, combat sports in general. Um, is this. Okay, I was looking at something, and I was trying to see if it was right. 
Okay, so I, I don't know how true this is, but we're not in a day and age right now where we are supposed to, we can't give benefit of the doubts at a time like now. And what I mean by that is, I got word last night that there was somebody found lynched behind the Walmart on Charleston indicator. Jesus Christ. I don't know how true it is. Did they already get that in the news? It hasn't been reported yet, oh. which makes it interesting. And that's why I said, I don't know regardless of whether it's true or not for fact. However, as I've said before, at a time like this, Oh yeah, absolutely. No, no benefit of the doubt. I'm not sliding benefits, benefit of the doubt. Especially, it's been happening all across the country. With and they've been ruling. What have they been calling it? Suicides. It, which is yeah. the. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's the same thing. Like Epstein killed himself. I wonder if he knew he was going to kill himself. Just like Sandra Bland killed herself, right? Right. But again, guys, at the end of the day. What was what the story that's circulating is the one person who knows about it may be a family member, but they're hesitant to come out for for obvious reasons. I just want to reiterate, guys, we are a lot stronger together than we are separate. That fear that that person bears should not be alone. All of us should be behind them. Every single last person needs to be behind that movement. Every single person needs to provide protection because at the end of the day, we've seen people die in police protection. All the time. In witness protection. So I'm pretty sure that we can, I think we might be a little better at it. Because we care. If we say that we're going to protect one of ours, which we've shown in the past that we can do, this is the time to do it. The people who don't see color, stop talking to me. Because everybody else sees it. And to those same people that say that they don't see color, imagine a man coming out right now and saying that he doesn't see sexual assault. I wanted to be sure before I came on air, but that but the fact that there has been no story about it and things that have gone up have been deleted makes me think. And it should make you too. Yeah, I have sports to get to. I'll get to it when I get to it. Yeah, no, we Did Walmart release any statement? Anything? I haven't heard a word, bro. Oh. From Metro, I haven't heard a word from city officials. I haven't heard a word from Walmart. I haven't heard a word from anybody outside of social media, 
which at a time like this, I know a lot of people like to down social media. It's social more media reliable. has solved so many cases. Social media has solved more cases in and I would actually argue this. The cases that are harder for police departments to solve, why does it happen on social? Yeah, it's granted now you have situations where people everybody wants to be a Twitter detective and we understand that. So yes, in this quote unquote era of fake news, you gotta cipher through certain things. It's like what happened in Milwaukee. Do you, uh, did you see the the sex trafficking ring in Milwaukee? I'm gonna let you go ahead and have at it. Go ahead, speak about it. So there was a house in Milwaukee where residents of the neighborhood were fairly certain was a sex trafficking ring, and it was. And the people of the neighborhood were trying to break in to get the girls out, and the cops got there first, and they like sprayed pepper spray at the people, and like they were shown like transporting people like trying to get people from inside the house into the into a van real, really quickly some have said that you know because it was a couple of their own right. possibly uh, but yeah that's pretty much the gist of it I'll be honest man and these were uh, by the way these were young black girls being trafficked a couple of things really quick, and I, I know it's about to be like rapid fire real quick, and you guys are going to just bear with me for a second. Women. I guess I'll start this way. Men. Um, no. Nah, I guess I'll start this way. Men. Stop being weirdos. And what I mean by that is I've witnessed too many women over the past week literally being picked up and put into a dumpster or a trash compactor. Jesus Christ. Dog, what? Like, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like, it, like I understand, like, even grade school, like, oh, and, and we should all stop teaching our little girls that when a boy hits you, it means he likes you. Oh yeah, that's very toxic. Because in that same res in that same regard, we're also teaching our boys to hit the girls that you like. Yeah. So it makes no sense. It makes absolutely no sense. I digress. Um. So that's my first point. Second point to men: when a woman says no, it means no. Yes, I'm talking about sex, but that's not the only thing that I'm talking about. We've talked a lot about where we where we come from and hometowns and things of that nature. I have been to 199 pool parties in my life. I love my hometown. I love just Southern California in general. But no question in my mind, in Southern California, do you have the most pool parties where women sit on the outside of the pool? So what? That's their prerogative. Yeah, it's a choice. So when I say when a woman says no, it means no. How old are you guys when you guys are picking up women and throwing them into pools? Two things I just want people to consider if you are doing that. Two quick things. What if that person can't swim? That's what I was thinking. That's <laughs> attempted murder. Just so you know. Secondly, 
what if when you throw that person in the pool, I guess I could say three things because the third thing or another thing would be if they have like their devices on them, their phones or things of that nature. Yeah. The third thing that I was thinking about was what if you throw them in the pool and because they don't want to get in the pool, they're trying their best to stay on the ledge and they hit their head. Have you ever tried to drag an, unperson, an unconscious person out of water? It is one of the hardest things on this earth to do. It's hard to push a conscious person through water. So either you have an attempted murder charge or a possible murder charge behind you what? Wanting to see that girl with her feet wet? Like, I don't get what, what are you going for, my guy? Sick people. So this is where I was going to start, to women. I heard somebody tell me this, and I thought it was really, really interesting. Somebody said, in a moment where, let, let's say you're at a party. If somebody is making you uncomfortable or touching you, I had somebody say, there is nothing more uncomfortable for a man than a woman ex and and when when the person said it, I kind of sat there and was like, as a guy who's been to multiple parties, I know how I would react in that moment. The person was like, what if you're at a party and you hear a girl randomly be like, dude, can you stop touching me? When a girl says no, it means no. Everybody's going to look. Everybody's going to look. Everybody. There's not one soul who's not going to look. And this is where I talk to women. If they don't, Get out of there. Yeah. Because I heard a story this weekend, maybe last weekend, about something that took place. And I was like, hold on, this was who party? And I was like, okay, so based on it being that person's party, was that person there? She was like, yeah. I was like, was that person there? She was like, yeah. I was like, was that person there? She was like, yeah, I said, so do you want me to talk to them now or how do you want me to do it? Do you want me to not bring it up? Do you want me to question it? Because I have questions for them. Because those are my guys. Was this here in Vegas? Yeah. Uh -huh. So it's like, what are y'all doing? It's like in any capacity, you hear a woman screaming and you don't check on it. Like, bro, we got, a, we got a better responsibility than that. We got a bigger responsibility than that. And it's a fact. 100%. I, I just encourage women to, to, to put dudes. Now, granted, again, going back to the Twitter thing, the Twitter detectives, are you going to get women that overly do it in situations where it's probably not warranted? Maybe. I think we've seen in, in history it happens anyway. But women, if you're in that uncomfortable position, Especially if you're in a club, if you're in a party, if you're in something like that. Let that level of uncomfortness, let that level of being uncomfortable, let that live. Let that live because you were uncomfortable in silence. So let that person be uncomfortable with all eyes on them. Exactly. Because even when the person told me, I kind of got like chills and I looked at him and was like, ooh, like, I'm not even going to lie. Even if I don't know the person, I'm walking up to him like my guy. I don't think you want to do this. <laughs> like, I don't think you that's want like what the crazy story that's coming out of here. Secondhand embarrassment. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, it, it's a different level of it's a different level of accountability. Right. Because if you keep saying, no, don't touch. Stop. 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 
If you be like, bro, will you quit touching me? Like loud. Most people in the room are going to look and be like, dog, who getting touched and don't want to be touched? People are trying to have a good time, trying to have fun. Nobody's Nobody to wants to hear somebody screaming, no, don't touch me. Like, bro, what are you doing? You got to go. Yeah, got to go. You got to bounce, bro. Again, guys, <laughs> you guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. Um, Where am I going? I'm going to my mom's tip-in. I like this one. Smile. It, intimidate though, it intimidates those who wish to destroy you. Yes, man. So, sometimes, you know, you could, someone's trying to get a rise out of you and you just smile at them. Ooh. I'm telling you, bro. That's why when I, I'm telling you, when, when the cop said, like, when a cop gets behind you with his lights on, you pull over. And I looked at my car, and that's when I looked back at him and was like, and I kind of laughed. And that's when I was like, what about the car right now? I was telling you that I'm not stopped. Tell me, because I stopped. And then that's when he realized that the car is stopped. There's nothing more you can tell me. The car is stopped. What you want me to do? So, I agree. Smile. It intimidates those who wish to destroy you. I know we say we're going to talk about sports, and this is partially sports, but I want to take this 20 minutes to discuss something that I've been kind of waiting on. But um, let's talk a little bit about NASCAR. I got to I got to admit, I did not expect. I did not expect this from NASCAR. Me neither. And let's get into that. And and you would think, I mean. Honestly, NASCAR a little bit more progressive than uh, hmm. certain other leagues. Hmm. Cough, cough, no fun league. Cough. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> did, did you see the photo <laughs> of the so-called uh, garage pool? Oh, bro, we're about to get into it right now. All right, guys, so here's that, the deal. You know, there's only one of them, and, and you know, the only black Ooh. driver just happened to be put there. Let's go ahead and do this real quick. Let's start at the very, very beginning. As a response to everything that's going on nationwide, worldwide, NASCAR decided to do something that, yes, we're going to kick them while they're down slightly right now, but did something that they should have done years ago, decades ago, and that was get rid of the Confederate flag. There have been racers for years racing around on the racetrack where the top of their car is a Confederate flag. So if you're flying over in a, in, a, in, a, in a helicopter, you can look down and see it. So regardless of the fact, you it, go to the stands. I mean, it's oh, they're they're draped on like it's it's, it's we're gonna talk about mixed martial arts and UFC later. But when fighters come out with their flags draped on them, like that's the way they show up at NASCAR. Bro, uh, even events. in even in Homestead in Florida, like so, like south of Miami, where not even Confederate territory, like ever. And you see, but it's people, the sport. Yeah, and you see people like I've been I've been there once, mm-hmm. and I counted at least like. I don't dude, there was a lot. I would say at least 15, 20, 20 Confederate flags, which may not seem like a lot comparing to how many people were there, but, dude, that's a lot. That's a grip. One is too many. And to go back to your point, when NASCAR made that decision, <laughs> it was met with, and, and what's interestingly enough, I feel perfectly fine going out on this limb and saying it. Those were the same exact people that were told, or that storm state capitals, with their assault rifles because they had to wear a mask. Those are the same people that showed up and said, this is our sport. Not anymore. 
No, no, not anymore. Nah, it's not. Hey, you saw that that just 50- like this country was never yours. Yeah, I mean, we you saw that that fifty year old, uh, the racer who's like, oh, I'm quitting. Yes, and, and he had no never wins? he had never. Somebody said, bro, you should have done this a long time ago. This sh- this is not for you. <laughs> this is just not for you. It's just not for you. You need to know your lane in life, bro. No pun. You really? Yeah. Oh wow, I didn't even. Yeah. Ah, shout out to a, shout out to me, bro. Shout out to Bar. <laughs> Double entendre. Don't even ask me how. Um, Double entendre. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, and, and and again, I I didn't do this earlier in the show, but I'm gonna do it whenever I feel the need to. Rest in peace to Kobe Bryant. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to Kobe. Rest in peace to Nip. Rest in peace to Juice World. Rest in peace to XXX Tentacion. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Pop Smoke. Yeah, man. 20. Rest in peace, Lil Pete. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. It's so sad. All these dudes are in their 20s. Twi- I mean, besides like Kobe, but like yeah, all these dudes in their 20s, early 20s. And all of them just still young. Just in terms of what, just life, they're young, man. Yeah, all man. young. Extremely sad. Rest in peace to Breonna Taylor. Rest, Rest in peace, peace to Tatiana Jefferson. I can do this Absolutely. all day. Rest in peace to Sam Du Bois. Rest in peace to Philando Castile. Anytime I feel it, I'm going to say it. Absolutely. So, going back to NASCAR. NASCAR, of course, and we're 45 minutes into this first hour. You guys are listening to Talk That Talk on 91.5, the Rebel HD2, KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. I'm your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with Scarlet and Gray, free press writer, sports writer, opinion writer, news writer, community writer. What else you do? A&E, what else you do? I chill, bro. You chill, bro. I just chill. He, All around <laughs> Florida, man. I just chill. Salim Dweck is in the building. Um, so NASCAR did that. And... They got a bunch of praise for it. Yeah. And then NASCAR went a step further and said, we're going to publicly back, excuse me, no pun, to publicly back our one full-time black driver. That was beautiful. And you you want to describe what the the image was? Because I have no words for that, bro. That image was everything for me. It was like every NASCAR driver, like, standing with uh, Bubba Watson. It it was beautiful. Excuse me, Bubba Wallace. Sorry, Bubba Wallace. I don't know NASCAR. Bubba Watson, too. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know NASCAR too much. (laughs) (laughs) We don't talk about it on this show, but But, we're we're doing it now. um, Dude, it was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Everybody was marching. Yeah. Through the track, right? On the, yeah. yeah. Literally pushing his car through. And and I understand what it phys- what it what it actually looked like, but the symbolism behind that was everything. Those guys not being in their car and literally getting their hands dirty while he kinda had his feet kicked up. I thought it was I thought it was beautiful. No, it was very, very nice. I truthfully did. However, course that didn't uh didn't last long word broke and news broke that bubba wallace found a noose hanging in his uh car garage guys please go google what was found in that car garage right because the the fbi so the fbi looked into it and they were give them give them six seconds yeah let's give them six seconds So the FBI quickly looked into it, and within like a matter of hours, they were like, "Oh no, this isn't a hate crime. It was just a garage pull." Then the photo got released of so of the so-called garage pull. Now, 
I don't know about you. I've personally never seen a garage pool that looked like that. And I don't know, man. It's people like, oh, well, it's been up there since 2018. But they just gave the one garage that had that to the only black driver. Again, what you said, benefit of the doubt. There's no benefit of the doubt. And And nor should there be. And I'm gonna jump in here really, really quick because we're gonna we're, we're gonna go right back to this conversation. Rest in peace to Huey. Yeah, rest in peace. Rest in peace to Huey. If you guys are unsure of who that is, most known for pop lock and drop it. Rest in peace to Huey, who was killed in a shootout this weekend in Missouri. Definitely a Missouri legend, just from the art of hip hop down in missouri it goes really really deep like between battle rap and then you have your mainstream Saint people Lewis. like a nelly exactly you have your mainstream people like a nelly and then you have your Hueys who were given i mean huey was popping when i was in middle school bro so you know what i mean so rest in peace to huey blessings and prayers to his family his friends his fans definitely wanted to let that breathe a little bit as well um but going back to your point <laughs> Shout out to Rogelio. And I'm and Rogelio was a neighbor of mine uh in Inglewood. And he he has he has his own, probably still has his own um just just car business. And he did detailing, he did tires, he did just just he worked on suspensions, he just worked on everything in terms of cars. Right. So I learned a lot from him. I have been taught how to tie multiple knots from that man. And not one of them looked like that news. Because at first, when the FBI came out and they said it's bad, I was like, okay, you know, maybe it was like a coincidence, but we can't give the benefit of the doubt. They had to look into it. I'm glad, you know, NASCAR reported and all that. And then I saw the picture and I was like, no, that's a news. That's a news. That's that's absolutely a news. And it's funny because shout out to Jamel Hill. Jamel Hill said something that I thought was really, really interesting. She said, you know what? She said, I know what I'm looking at. She said, but I'm going to let these rope tying experts continue to tell on themselves. And once again, it goes back to that uh, gaslighting. They want you to not believe what you're seeing with your own eyes. It's really weird and awkward. Just it's super awkward because like you said, we're looking at it with our own eyes. So when we're told something like, oh, that's not a news. We we know where we're looking at, and and Bubba Wallace even came out and said, regardless of what came out, it was a noose. You you know what it looks like. So here's the situation: when the FBI came out and said that, I'm gonna get to two more points before we um, get off of this topic. I want to touch on Will Kane and Bo, um, Bomani Jones going back and forth, which was amazing, and <laughs> Maga Will. You know what's funny? We talk about benefit of the doubt. I try to give Will Kane the benefit of the doubt because he's definitely conservative. He knows it. He says it. Some of the stances that he has, I'm like, see, you know what you're doing. You know exactly what you're doing. He's so not- that's why I'm like, yeah, nah, no more benefit of the doubts for you. But um, the second point that I think I was going to make about the noose was it came out that the FBI said that it, it wasn't a noose. It was a garage pull that has been up for at least a year. This is what bothered me. When the FBI came out and said that, the collective response was, 
<sighs> the response from me and people I know was like, dog, so y'all had a noose up for a year? Yeah, and then... Which makes me realize there have been white drivers in that garage and never saw a problem. Oh, that's a good point. Which is a bigger oh, a very problem. Point. Yeah. Because that means you guys have used that garage before for people who aren't black. And that's why it was never a story. So the story about it being a year old rope. There's no way you can it look at It sounds worse. There's no way you can look at that and tell me that's not a news. Bro, since when do you tie? How do you? Can you even? Never mind. I, I truthfully, I don't. I'm not a rope tying expert. I don't know. I watch a lot of old westerns. Bro, I'm telling you, man. Uh, I had to watch three yesterday for one of my classes, and uh, that's that's a news. That's my that's my expertise, but you know, I, nobody has to be an expert to tell you what that is. Bro, it's it's a hundred percent a news, and and it's so weird and it's so awkward because Will Kane came out and he said that his issue was that they came out and said that it was def it was definitively a hate crime before the investigation took place. Will Kane. I agree with you. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily saying that I agree with the statement that you made pertaining to this. I agree with the premise that you're presenting. You're presenting the idea that especially if an investigation is going to commence, don't come out with any definitives. That goes without saying. We're, we're journalists, so we yeah. know that to be true. Yeah. However, here's, this, here's the issue, okay? Why do we always got to do it? 45 literally tweeted out something <laughs> this video that i that got back to me where you can hear somebody in the video screaming white power yep he retweeted it no problem you know and then he said oh he didn't hear it and then somebody mentioned one of two things either happen either not fact checking like he always does he always just says things and be like oh well, somebody told me and thinks that that's okay. Okay, well, you repeated it. So now I'm looking at you. So he takes that video and somebody says that it's one or two things. Either he shared it without watching it and just, you know what I mean, just thought it was a video supporting him. And, and the second thing was he knew exactly what he was doing. And my question was, how many benefit of the doubts is this guy going to get? He's shown us who he is. I said, we know exactly what he did, we know exactly why he did it, and we know exactly who he wanted to see it. It's it's dog whistling. But it's loud as hell. Oh, yeah. It's dog whistling that even a human being can hear. So, it's one of those things to where, I'm going to be completely honest with you, man. I'm I'm just kind of looking at the situation, and it's like, and when situations like that are blatantly in front of us, and then people are still kind of looking at it like, oh, well, no, this, that, and the third, yeah. I just I don't I don't see what 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 what, what conversation needs to be had. I truthfully don't. And I, I like the certain people who are like shocked by it. And I'm like that reminds me actually when it came out that uh Reagan and Nixon used to have like super racist conversations and all that stuff. And Reagan's daughter was like, Oh my god, I'm like, Well yeah, you know, your dad was the best crack dealer this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> you know what, let me tell this story really quick because do I believe that Planned Parenthood 
has been transformed and altered and 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 things of that nature since it's since it's its creation absolutely however i did an entire story in the 10th grade about why planned parenthood in its essence was created for population control amongst the black family and when i said i want to do that I remember my teacher, she smiled and she looked at me and she slowly shook her head. And I was that let me know I'm on to something like it lets me know I'm on to something in doing all of my research. And it's so weird because I can't find it again. And it doesn't surprise me. But. It's weird because. I had a moment where. It's a short, it's a short I don't think it's a video, it might have been an audio, maybe just a short audio. You hear, um, and I can't think of her name. Let me see if I can try to pull it up while I'm telling this story. Um, the creator of Planned Parenthood. And this is when Nixon was in office. And we we said, I think, I don't know if you heard it, but on uh, Juneteenth, we explained that uh, I think it was his chief police chief police officer i think came out years later and said that the war on drugs was essentially started for two things for the anti-war left and for black people it was to destroy black, two things black party yeah so that was that's what it was for so if i recall correctly is this the founder margaret sanger i think this is if i recall correct let me not do that i don't want to i don't want to put that on margaret if it's not margaret but the creator of planned parenthood went into nixon's office and the audio literally you you hear them introduce each other and Nixon says, we have to figure out a plan to exterminate these black babies. And the woman says, I have an idea for you. It's called Planned Parenthood. And the audio cuts off. Nixon is one of the most abhorrently racist, evil men to ever grace this planet. Yeah. So when that conversation got released between uh, Nixon and Reagan, the files, a lot of people, and then especially Reagan, started like, I can't believe this. And I'm like, there's there's music about your father. Listen to Ronald Reagan by Killer Mike. Uh, it's a good song. But you could literally type in a Ronald Reagan playlist, and there's peop there's white rock bands that were detailing what Reagan was doing. Like, how did you not know? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> And now they, they want to act shocked when this stuff comes out. Like, we, are, are you living under a rock? I think they are. Or they're just willfully ignorant. Yeah, we kind of already said that before, too. Um, again, guys, this is, this is what we're going to continue to do. This is what we're going to continue to do. We're going to talk some sports. We are. We, we kind of just talked a little bit now in terms of Bubba Wallace and NASCAR. But that's what we're going to continue to do, guys. If you guys are tired of hearing about it, stop contributing to it. And... Again, you may see you may be sitting under the under the sound of my voice right now and may be saying, well, I'm not contributing to it. If you're not working against it, you're contributing to it. Simple as that. Plain and simple. Stay tuned, guys. The Rebel HD2. Welcome back. Welcome back to Talk That Talk on 91.5 Rebel HD2. KUNV Las Vegas, the broadcast service of UNLV. We are nearing the end of our first hour. I am your host, Terrell Emerson, in studio right now with my guy, Salim Dweck, from the Scarlet and Gray Free Press. Right here. Ah, oh, man. You said you want to talk combat sports. Oh, yeah, man. There was some great boxing last night. Talk to me. Because I'm going UFC. 
Talk to me. So, what you got in the world of top rank? It was top rank last night, right? Yeah, uh, Birdshelt versus uh, Valenzuela. I did miss the Birdshelt fight. Okay, Dude, he is me. now thirty-eight and one. Bro, he's with, a beast, bro. I I believe. Uh, let me see. Thirty-eight and one. Th- he's thirty-eight and one with thirty-four KOs. Oh my 